It was an hour after sundown, and the stars were blazing down through the canopy of trees above them, when the fourteen men from the Kasaman village of Milika arrived at their chosen hunting spot. There, Gamayithra murmured, pointing toward the north. Do you hear them? Yes, Merrick Morrow Broom murmured back as he keyed in his optical enhancers. The trees were thick in that direction, but he was able to catch glimpses of the gravlift's glow through the branches. From the high infrared output, he guessed the troughts had been at this for at least three hours. Sounds like four of them, all spotters. I don't hear a transport. Don't worry, it's here, Yithra said. Maslo Charak saw it late in the afternoon, about two kilometers west. He turned to Merrick, his lips twisting in a smirk. It would seem that your worlds are about to receive yet another dose of your own chosen medicine. Merrick didn't answer. The second troughed invasion of Kasama was well underway, with all the alien ships that had fled two weeks ago already returned, with probably more on the way. The scattered reports that had come in from the rest of the Great Ark indicated that the invaders were unhurriedly and systematically blasting the capital city of Solas to rubble, and had put the Kasaman's other four main cities and three smaller ones under siege. So far the troughs seemed to be mostly ignoring the villages, but Merrick knew it was only a matter of time before the sky out here would also fill up with alien warships. Yet in the midst of all that, Yithra somehow always managed to find time to get in a dig about what the troughs were probably doing to Aventine and the other Cobra worlds with the razor arms they were harvesting from Kasama's forests. Earlier that day, Merrick had tried explaining to Yithra why the Cobra worlds had seeded Kasama with the predators two generations ago, that it had been an attempt to free the Kasamans from the subtle grip of the semi-sentient native birds called mojos. But Yithra hadn't seemed interested in hearing the Cobra world side of the story, and Merrick had given up the effort. Fortunately, not everyone in Milika was so antagonistic toward their off-world visitor. Most were at least neutral toward him, while a few had apparently heard reports from friends or relatives about the battles in Solas that Merrick and his mother had taken part in. Those few treated Merrick with a degree of actual respect. And even some of the neutral ones were starting to get tired of Yithra's verbal barbs. Seems to me there's plenty of medicine to go around. An older Kasaman named Balis Kinstra growled. Can we perhaps keep our minds on the job, Gamma Yithra? My mind is on the job, Yithra said calmly. Teams of two, spread out and find the freighter. You, Balis Kinstra, since you're such a friend of demon warriors, will pair with Merrick Morrow. Runners meet back here in thirty minutes with reports. There were murmurs of acknowledgement, and the Kasamans paired up and slipped away into the woods. I must apologize for Gamma Yithra, Kinstra said as the other's footsteps faded into the forest. He doesn't speak for all of us. I know that, Merrick assured him. And to be honest, he has a point. Point or not, this is not the place for such debates, Kinstra gestured around them. You're the one most experienced with these invaders. What are your thoughts? Merrick looked around them. During the troughs first incursion into Kasama, the aliens had simply sent out spotter aircraft equipped with infrareds and motion sensors to locate their target razor arms, which were then neutralized with small tranquilizer gas bombs. When the spotters decided they had enough for a pickup, a freighter would put down in a convenient clearing, and armed parties would go out to collect the sleeping predators. 
The parties had been careful to steer clear of the villages scattered through the forest, but they'd quickly learned that avoiding the villages didn't necessarily mean avoiding the villagers. The rural Kasamans were just as outraged by the invasion as their city counterparts, and while there were few actual soldiers among them, there were plenty of expert hunters. It wasn't long before the troughs discovered the flaw in their harvesting technique. There simply weren't all that many clearings large enough for even a small freighter to put down in. That meant the harvesting parties had to locate a suitable landing spot before they sent out their spotter ships. All the Kasamans had to do was study the search pattern and figure out which clearing the troughs were planning to use, then be waiting in force when the freighter put down. The troughs had lost a couple of harvesting parties before they caught on. Their next approach had been to create their own clearings, blasting the trees with lasers and occasionally with missiles from above so that the villagers wouldn't know in advance where they would be landing.